Welcome to the latest edition of One Morning I'm Going Home and Going to Bed. Justin Vargo here with Josh Jones. Recording this installment on Thursday, March 25th. And we are drinking a drink called Sweet Misery, which is basically just rum and grapefruit juice. And it sums it up. And for obvious reasons. Yeah, and it, keep, and it keeps uh, building on itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like... It really yeah, does. I mean, it's, it, there was the uh, euphoria of the selection show... And then uh, Every day Friday night was great. I got to hang out with you all day Friday. And and, uh, and Friday night was awesome. And then, you know, we won. It was 1 o'clock in the morning. And then it all was gone. It all has gone downhill since there. Saturday's games sucked. They were so boring on TV. They were bad. It wasn't even, it wasn't even funny. And then Sunday was just complete misery. Yeah, it was awesome. And awful. Then, 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 you know, we'll get into it. We lose our best football player. The women's team lost. I mean, this has been a rough week for WWE. My own rival said earlier, he said, what terrible thing is going to befall us tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, that's a really good question. I don't have the answer to that. So, uh, so I don't want to get too deep into the BW3 stuff because that's going to come up later in the show. <laughs> but we did go Friday to watch the games, which it was great to be back over there and have all that going on. Yeah, well, it was, well, it was funny as we got there. And there was one six top, two six tops. We had us. There was, a, there was another six top over here, another group of people over here. And then uh, by five o'clock, it was Everybody just me and you. It was just us. <laughs> yeah, we ate lunch and dinner, <laughs> which is which is customary. <laughs> Stuff showed up, which was terrible. And yeah. I, pre- I appreciate you taking the heat on that one. <laughs> yeah, because you, you're trying to buy anybody shots. I refuse to do a shot. Yep. Yeah. And I, I told he, him, I was like, I'll do one, but if you, do, if you give me another one, it's just going to sit there. And Trish did one. He was like, we're doing a shot. And I was like, hey, you're doing a shot. I ain't doing a shot. <laughs> His son Jake was with him. I said, what are you doing, skipping school today? He's like, no, I'm virtual. I said, so you virtually skipping? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, maybe. He bowled last night. He did. did he? he did. Yeah, he had a rough, he had a rough go at it. Did he? Yeah, he didn't, have a very, he didn't bowl very well. I'll tell you what, he throws the ball hard, though. Was, was Ramel there? No, no, because he's out on the road. Oh, is he probably yeah, put his uh, truck back on the truck back on Probably had to. All that money he's been spending drinking. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Jesus, God. Oh, yeah, so Friday night was good. So we were there all day, pretty much till 7 or 8 Friday, and then Will Felicity showed up. Yeah, and then we came, well, I came back home. I took an old man net. Yep. And then, and then uh, you come pick me up. Yeah, I picked you. And we went to, up. We went to Elliot's. And they're the they, they were hopping. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get back to one, one. It was after one. Because yeah. the game ended at one. Yeah, well, it was late starting. It yeah, exactly. Like so I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure we didn't get home. I'm pretty sure I didn't get home until one thirty. Yeah. Because you left with Thomas. And Nathaniel. And Felicity went with Tom Booth. The to Gunnies. The Gunnies. Yeah. <laughs> the right club. She takes the next morning. She goes, I should have just left when you guys left. Because yeah. I think I'm still driving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure anything good's ever happened in Gunny's after midnight. No, well, it's funny. She goes, I put it, when she said, I should have, I should have left with you guys. Um, I always text back, well, at that point in time you made that decision, you were, you were not capable of making any ra- rational decisions. So, no. Well, I don't think, I don't think we were at the front of the rational decision line either. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to put up, put all our cards on the table, you want to see my down card. I don't think, uh. I don't think we were. I think what though for for as much as we went out, you know, we're there. We had B dubs almost all day. We're hell, it's till one in the morning, and I only spent like sixty dollars. Yeah. Well, it was amazing how <laughs> how cheap I got away with it because Felicity bought her drinks at Elliot's. She did. And even though I bought her dinner at Buffalo Wild Wings, 
the beer there, I guess they had a run special in this draft. They must have. Yeah, because I mean, it wasn't like we ever had an empty cup. <laughs> no. Well, at the very beginning, because our waitress wasn't very good. When yeah, we first she, started. yeah, she, she, she warmed was up. Not a, yeah, she wasn't the greatest booze we ever started. She warmed up there as the shift went on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, uh, so we'll we'll probably get into a little bit more of that here in a, here in a minute. So I guess we'll we'll get into the non terrible basketball stuff first. Fred White died. Yeah, he was eighty six. Yeah, I didn't realize he was a ref for twenty seven years in the NFL. I didn't know that either. Yeah, really? Yeah. I didn't read. I didn't read it in the article. He was WU quarterback. Yeah. So we hired Kirk Shiraka as a consultant for the offense. He was the offensive coordinator at Penn State last year. He was the offensive coordinator at Minnesota three years before that, and apparently he was Neil Brown's first choice to be offensive coordinator when Neil Brown got the job. Really? And P.J. Fleck talked him into staying at Minnesota. Oh. So how the hell he came on as just a consultant, I don't I know. I guess we don't have room for him, but I bet you we're painting pretty well. I, for I, didn't, I, didn't see the, yeah. I didn't see the terms. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, because, I mean, he's – I forget where he, he was at some Mac school, and they went from, like, you know, in the 80s on offense up to, like, a top 10 offense. They went to Minnesota, and they were in the 60s, 70s offense to a top 10 offense. He went to Penn State, and they had a shitty year last year because well, they didn't have really a quarterback, and they just they just had a bad year. And they let him go. Yeah. Good for us. Good for us. <laughs> so, I'll take it. Hopefully because we're going to need the offense to step up because spring practice started uh, yesterday, and to kick things off, Tyke Smith decided that uh, he's going to go ahead and leave. Yeah, and I know we're going to talk about transfer portal stuff. But we lost two basketball players this week in the portal with McCabe and and uh, and Matthews. But the two biggest losses in the transfer portal have been the last two yeah. with Dre John Miller and, and Tyke Smith. We were from having nine starters back of a top-ranked defense, now down to seven. Now, honestly, and this is going to sound like blasphemy because Tyke Smith's an All-American, he's a pro. He's going to go All-American, he's going to be a pro. Mm-hmm. But I think that Dre John Miller... Worse. more because we don't have anybody there to fill that role. We got still got Scotty Young to transfer from Arizona is really good. Mm-hmm. We got two six year seniors in a die and Mahone. Mm-hmm. So we got safeties. We got we don't now we don't have the depth and we lost. I mean, there's no way to, to put a price on. We lost you know the, the best player on our team. He was part of the best player on our team, probably. So yeah. So I just it it it's a slippery slope. I don't like it. I think it, it's going to really hurt schools like us because quite honestly. Tyke Smith, and especially Tyke Smith, Drayshawn Miller, we'll see. Tyke Smith's going to the NFL. Oh, yeah. He doesn't need to go to Penn State or Georgia no. to get more exposure no. to make it to the NFL. In fact, he's more likely to to hurt his prospects, especially in if he goes to like the SEC. Where they don't throw the ball as much. Well, no, they do now. They're now the Big 12. If you look at the score, the Big 12 led the, the big conferences in defense last year. The offenses weren't great. He would have a better job right now going to the Big 12 against our offenses than SEC's offenses are potent at this point in time. At this point in time, those SEC offenses are potent and defenses aren't so good. Yeah, but I I, I think that I just I, I don't like – like Miller said he, he – I think he ended up at Auburn. He did. Because and, he wanted to get more exposure. Smith went to Georgia. Which was – well, somebody said he might go to Penn State. He's from mm. Philly. Mm. So – I don't know. I mean, tr- traditionally, I mean, the Big 12 offense might have been down last year, but tr- generally speaking, right. we they throw the ball a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, you're going to go up against Rattler. Oklahoma State throws the ball a lot. I mean, Baylor probably changed a little bit. TCU puts the ball up. I mean, I, I just – I hate it for us. I mean, we, we did good in getting Doug Nestor, which was great. We did good getting Tony Fields last year. 
It just the reason those two like McCabe. We go to basketball. McCabe, I completely understand him leaving. Me too. He won't get any playing time. He won't get any playing time next year. Matthews, which we'll get into, I think we can all agree, is probably a good clean break for both sides. Yeah, I think so too. To leave, I don't. I'm not upset about either one of those two guys leaving. I understand. Like I said, I understand McCabe, but two starter. I mean, it's not like we. I think we've had ten or eleven, maybe more than that, maybe thirteen now, football players enter the portal, but most of those guys were not. Major right. contributors. Exactly. They were spotting and they were guys, up for starting line. Special teams yeah. here and there. We're going to start next year. But you got Tyke Smith and Drayshawn Miller, who both were starting. Tyke Smith was a second team All American, third team All American yeah. in some oh, publications. Yeah. There was no reason for him to leave. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly. Well, I don't get it. So either. I don't know if somebody's chirping in his ear. I mean, you, you don't know what the situation is with that, but. I mean, I just and, and everybody's. I mean, of course, there's a bunch of people in Rivers like, well, I'm done with you know. I, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not getting. You know, you can't, those are the same people who were who were applauding Doug, get, us getting Doug Nestor. You can't you can't be celebrating the ones that come here and then be upset with the ones that leave. You, you can be upset about the timing. You the can't, timing's terrible. You can't. But I I don't like where this is headed. And I, oh, it's I, what, I don't, and, and you're exactly right. It's going to hurt West Virginia, and here's why. Because now we're gonna be like a farm team. We're gonna be a farm team for the SEC. That's what it's gonna be. I mean, if you if you, I mean, it's, it's and I don't know if it's I, and I don't know the rules as far as if if they're just treating it. It's a you don't have to sit out because of COVID and all that stuff. I mean, if these guys aren't gonna to have to sit out a year and they can base, I mean, basically it's, it's free agency is what it is. It's free agency. Exactly. I mean, it's free agency. So you get a guy that, you that, one that year he, he could have played a little bit more. He didn't get enough playing time, so he leaves. And, I mean, you know, it's like somebody, they, they were putting stuff out there today. They're like, oh, this five-star offensive lineman's got WV in his top six. And somebody's like, you know, I remember when I used to get excited about that. But he'll probably come here, start five games, and then go to some other school. Right, exactly. I mean, and, and, I, mean and every, I think I saw some like 800-some kids are in the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just the way it is. It is. And we're going to be a stepping stone for the MAC. We're going to get transfers like Dougie for the MAC. And then we're going to be a stepping stone for the teams of the SEC. Yeah, probably. Yeah, or all the homers of the world and stuff like that. Well, but, speaking but, of Dougie, he didn't. I noticed in Neil Brown's remarks yesterday, he didn't mention anybody except Will Crowder as far as the quarterbacks yeah. go. I don't know if that's good, bad, or in between. He, he did also release the depth chart. He did also mention, and I, I guess I really didn't put much thought into this. I, I mean, Quay May obviously Darius Steele's leaving is a huge loss. Quay May's leaving is is too, because right now we got Jordan Jefferson. They're repping. They're talking about putting Stills and Mesador. Stills and Mesador don't need to be playing nose tackle. Yeah. First of all, I don't see Sean Martin as a nose tackle. Now this Ed Veristern is a freshman. They said he looks like he might be able to contribute. Yeah, they said he's already turned some eyes in the first couple but practices. First we, practice. we, probably, we got five scholarships left, I think. We, we, we're going to probably need to get some depth at nose because. Yeah, I think uh, from what I'm saying right now, it's going to be nose by committee. Like you yeah. said, they're going to rotate if you win. But I mean, the guys they lit. I mean, Mesador. He's not. He doesn't need to be playing nose. He's going outside. Yeah, exactly. And so does Dante. Yeah. Quite honestly, so we'll see. But spring practice is going. So there, I think it's open to the media. Saturday it is. is the first day. So we'll probably have a little bit more to talk about on that end later. Women's team. We mentioned it beat Lehigh and got their ass beat. But I mean, I finally. I don't really watch. I don't really. I don't watch <laughs> basketball. I decided to start watching some of that game. I wish I wouldn't have. They got the hell beat out of. I didn't realize. I don't know how long Mike Carey's been there. He's never been to Sweet Sixteen. Never been. Never been to the Sweet Sixteen. He has snake been. You know. We got and we got hit with injuries this year. Yeah, too, his point goes best. Not his best player, but the second best player got hurt with with the point goes been out. 
trying to play a little bit last game. They only have seven players. Yeah. They could. They, they have no depth and, and, and they have no height. Yeah. So they they did a great job of being where they were, you know, ranking wise this year. I mean, middle of the year they were fantastic when they had their full complement of players, and then, then the injury bug hit them. I think they wore out. They just didn't have enough depth. Yeah. Like they just wore themselves out. So, yeah. so disappointing end of that season. Mm-hmm. So we'll jump in and Huggins got his nine hundredth win Friday. The fan, the the video of his siblings and then his dad at the end was yeah. awesome. I mean, I don't know if yeah. you saw that too, mm-hmm. didn't you? And then the ones of the former players we talked about. I mean, Johnny West and Cam Thurman were probably the funniest. Cam Thurman cracked me up not only because of his appearance. He ain't talking about somebody who's just let themselves go. Really don't is. care. Tom, Tom has not done him <laughs> any favors. He and Tom arm wrestled and Tom won. He's got a hairline like I would have if I had my hair grow out and it's all combed over to the side. And <laughs> And he looked like the physical combination of Clifton and Bill Payton. He did. <laughs> and then said Hugs would have got there faster if he'd have let him shoot more. Yeah. <laughs> and Johnny West was like, "Yeah, you wouldn't have done it without me." Done without me. <laughs> it was good. I mean, it was a good. It was. A it good was. Day. That was the highlight. That was, was. The highlight. Saturday was the highlight. The weekend. Was then he got that out of the way. So we beat. I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. We beat Moorhead 84-67. Deuce looked like a pro. Yeah, it was pro. Thirty point six boards, five assists, no turnovers. First time since I mean, there's only like what Steph Curry, I can't remember the other guys that had done it. Yeah, there it was wasn't like very four many. Or five. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it was a hell of a stat line. Yeah. So Culver was bad, and that uh, Brom Brom kid, first, whatever. He was wearing. He was Culver wearing Culver out in the first half. I mean, wearing him out. And then Culver finally woke up in the second half and and did a little bit better. Bridges had fifteen, McNeil had thirteen, uh, Culver had twelve, and I mean, it was a good. It was a good performance for them, and then we then we got to Sunday, and when the bracket came out, I mean, we looked at it, we thought oh, there's there's a chance we're going to maybe play Syracuse. I think you should never even been in the tournament. That's a whole. You shouldn't have been in the tournament, but so we come out. They hit five of their first seven threes. We got down fourteen with seven minutes to go. We had twelve points, and then we went on a little run there at the end of the half. And quite honestly. I, I watched the first half here because it was an early game, and I said, I'm not going to go out. And then, of course, I talked to Thomas. He was like, you know what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know. They were all out at Elliott. So I left here and went out there. But we were only down six at halftime, and if I was Syracuse, I'd have been pissed. Yeah. because they We, we, we had we, no we business only lost. being down six points. Completely lost. Exactly. I mean, we were. I mean, Sherman was throwing the ball to the guys oh in the front God. row. He threw, so the, he threw it to the cameraman in the front row three times. He threw two passes. That literally worked within six feet of the people person he was trying to pass it to. And I don't know if Jalen Bridges had baby oil on his hands, but every time he got the ball inside, he yeah. just would lose it. And it seemed like, now we've, I don't want to say figured it out, we did a lot better against the zone in the second half, but it seemed like in the first half the game plan was to run through Matthews and Culver, beating that zone. That wasn't a recipe for success. Well, actually, I, I, I don't think so. I, I think the game plan goes – Matthews is tall, and that, it was was a combination of Matthews and Bridges cutting to that high post. It, it was with a dump down look to Culver. Um, but I think the game plan was right. Uh, the execution was terrible. I didn't. I didn't. And, li- I didn't and, like the. I didn't like Matthews. Matthews took sixteen shots. Matthews had to take double digit shots since. Uh, but I don't think the game plan was him to score from there. He was supposed to be a distributor from there. Right, but by but, putting him in that position, we tempted him to shoot. That exactly right, and which, he did, which was not a good idea. No, but those. 
The, the, he only taught, he took a couple shots from that high post position. Most of his other shots were driving in the lane where were a foot away that he missed or a couple really bad three-pointers. He had three dunks. So, he was three of 13 from the field with three dunks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, and a lot of those two were, um, you know, that he would catch, the, somebody else would catch the ball in the post and he'd be on the baseline and they were looking for those lobs. Those were, I think the, I think the game plan was right. But like anybody says, we, we only faced a uh, zone 6% of the time this entire year. 6% of the possessions the entire year we faced a zone. Those guys, that's why I hate Syracuse. They run a fucking junk defense all year. They barely get in the tournament, and then they're so junky. It's like playing uh, like a Navy team we have no time to prepare for, and they and they beat you with that junk fucking defense when they don't even deserve to be there. Fuck Syracuse. I can't stand them. But really, they're the Sweet 16. They fucking – Coach is a cheater. He's a terrible person. I can't fucking stand them. Yep. But – and you can tell. And you can practice against them. You can practice against them. You can practice against them. But if you, you can't simulate, you can't simulate, and people forget. You know, usually when these tournaments go on, you, you your things come out on on Saturday or Sunday night. You know, you know your team you're playing next, and you know that you're possibly the next team. So you you practice against the team you're playing, and you also run stuff against the teams you possibly could be playing. Well, the teams couldn't practice Monday and Tuesday as a team. Right. They couldn't do. They couldn't get together fully as a team to practice. So they only had Thursday. Well, really, I think it was Monday they could practice. They had Tuesday and Thursday to get ready for their first game on Friday. You don't have time to implement strategies against the next team you might face, which should have been San Diego State. So I bet you they don't even practice against the zone until the day before. You know, And if you don't play a zone and you're not used to seeing that stuff, it takes you a while to figure it out. And you can tell. Those first 13 minutes, we were piss poor. We were terrible. And the second half, we got better. But here's, here's why I have a problem with the game plan. Deuce McBride took 10 shots. He's your best player. They because they did a better job taking out our best player than we, we did taking out theirs. We didn't put him in a position to be to. to we we should have played him more either more off the ball. Had him cutting into the lane. You gotta you gotta play to your strengths. And it was obvious in the first half. Well, Matthews wasn't doing us any good. Culver checked the fuck out. He was two for nine from the field. Those two guys we didn't need to be. I mean, we just come off a game when Deuce scored thirty points. Yeah. And he he comes in in the second game and only shoots ten shots. Well, I, I, and I think they tried. They tried when they put McCabe in. They tried to find a way to get him the ball, but nobody else could run against that zone. Nobody else could move the ball against that zone. Deuce is the only one who, who right? and face it, Deuce threw some bad passes too. Well, he the did. Now, he had three or four turnovers. Yeah. But my point is, he's our best player. He's our best player. I mean, he didn't. But, he did not. And I don't know if that was him not being aggressive enough. I, only I shooting think, ten shots. Now I know the second half McNeil got on a heater, which was good, but. I mean, I, I just – I didn't – from the beginning, it seemed like we were trying to use – I don't know whether – I don't think we were necessarily running through Matthews. I think he was way too involved yeah. in what we were doing to be successful. We dug a hole. We came back in the second half. We took the lead, and I thought, well, shit, if we just get over the hump. We got over the hump, and then that p- pencil dick Gerard, who looks like he's been in a Harry Potter movie, hit four threes. Four. One or two of them was right just across half court. I mean, court. they were ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Bayhams going to get his whatever. I mean, he got six, I guess. But, I mean, I was just afraid. Yeah, and, and then they, had, their, punk, then they had their 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 center, who I've never seen. I mean, Randall Rossett, 6'11", 201. Yeah. And he got two charges called on him because he only went – because if they opened the door to the exactly. Coliseum and a big oh, gust of wind comes worse, in. He had four fouls like 10 minutes ago, and he fouled – he had a foul Culver again. Four or five times of that, and they never called him that. No. He should have been out of that game with seven minutes to go. Yeah, he should have been out of the game. 
And I told you that. I said, we need to take, we need to take in the ball to him. He's got four yeah, fouls. But, but we did, and they didn't call fouls. Well, yeah, they did. They I mean, did. it was unbelievable. I, I think the biggest problem I had with Matthews, you know, he shot too much. He, he, we can't, we, we said this, we have to, we're going to run offense through Matthews, we're going to lose. I mean, you can't, you can't run your offense through Matthews. But the biggest problem with him was his job was to stick uh, Bayheim. And we went up by one, and then they came down and scored, went up by one. Then we had the ball, didn't score. They came down the court, and I don't know what the fuck Matthews was doing, but it didn't go through the screen. Bayheim hit a three. We go down the court, we don't score. We come back down, and Matthews is in the corner, and Bayheim's at the front of the top of the key wide open. I mean, Talk about not having court awareness or just a self like whenever I do not have the ball, I need to be on near Bayham. Yeah. That's something. He's their best player. That was the two parts that really player. frustrated me because we we were back in the game, we were up one, we were down one, and all of a sudden we're down seven. Yeah. And then and then that point in time, it was too late. It's too late. You can't. I mean, that's we didn't think we could have called back, but at that point in time, you weren't coming back. No. But we had taken the lead. We got down one with I the ball. When we got over that hump, I thought, you know what? We're going we're, as bad as we played. We're going to pull this shit out. Yeah, me too. I mean, because we they shot fifty. I think they shot fifty one percent. We shot thirty seven percent. They were fourteen and thirty one from three. We were eleven for twenty six. Uh, I mean, it. You know, it just. I don't know. I, I, I figured we had to hit fifteen threes to win. Yeah, we, we had 11. Yeah. And, and actually, I mean, 11 to 26 is not or, terrible. Or do better offensive rebounding. I think we did okay, but we didn't do great. Yeah, we out-rebounded them, but, yeah. I mean, it just it, it, it was a bad loss. I mean, especially given the way the rest of the bracket shook oh, out. Man. I mean, it just, you know, you, Illinois went down and you thought, you know, things were shaping up. We got a chance to, to maybe do something here. And then we just absolutely shut down our legs. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was it was disappointing. Yeah. Um, to say the least, but I mean, given the way the year went, I mean, we we really I, I thought we'd get to the Sweet Sixteen. I, I thought, I thought regardless. Of who well, we I saw that 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 bracket. I thought we'd get to the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, I thought it was I thought we'd, we'd be easy to get to the Sweet Sixteen. That's why I hate that fucking Syracuse junk ass defense that they run. If we if we had a week to prepare, we'd beat them by fifteen. If we played them on the regular season, we beat them by fifteen. If we played the game back, if we played it again this week. We beat them, those motherfuckers, by 15. Hit beat them twice. Yeah, we would beat the shit out of it. But, you know, we don't see it. And that's why the Press Virginia, we used to say, we get you the second weekend, we, we were done. That's why John Beeline was so good in the tournament. Because he got that 1-3-1 on you on that second game. You don't have time and to you prepare. And you had no time to prepare for it. And and, and, and teams always, those John Beeline teams, those teams who saw it, uh, they were always better in the second half. Remember that Louisville game? We went up. They cut the 13 at the end of the half. They end up coming back and beating us. Once they see it and get used to the offense defense, then they can adjust to it because they have better athletes. Yeah. We were better than Syracuse. We just took longer to, too long to adjust yeah. to that Because we, like I said, I mean, we, we, we did in the second half. I mean, because we came back and took the lead. But it just we just we just, we just didn't have it. I mean, no, and we had you know you can't have your best player. We're the best player, but you can't have your all Big 12 first team Big 12 player disappear. I mean, he was Culver was just brutally terrible. Yeah, he was going up triple teamed and yeah, but he only had three big bounds. You know, it gets his own. He he should manhandle those guys on the board, especially and, and given dish. the size of those exactly. guys or he, lack thereof. The, the fact that and it wasn't that we weren't missing shots, no, so he had plenty of opportunities. Well, we had, were better with Gabe. Well, he Culver only played twenty one minutes. Yeah, and he wasn't in foul trouble. No, he only played no, twenty one minutes. We were better with Gabe, and that because 
Gabe, you know, is an offensive threat because he's not. But I tell you what, Gabe is, he's a distributor. Mm-hmm. He catches the ball, he can find the guy open in the perimeter, he plays good defense, he gets rebounds. I hope he comes back. Well, I, I, I was going to ask this for uh, um, uh, one of our questions at the end for two guys, and uh, four questions for two assholes. But who would you rather have back? If you only had one, Gabe or Gore? If you only got to choose one, with everybody else coming back. So you got Taz coming back, you got Cottrell coming back, uh, full full zip. If you only had one. Well, if, Cot- if Cottrell's the key. Yeah. Because if, if Cottrell's back at full strength, I'd probably take Gabe. Yeah, me too. If if not, because, and, and quite honestly, I'll be surprised if Culver comes back, and here's why. He's not going to the NBA, first of all. Mm-hmm. But what is he going to do to improve himself next year? He's not. I mean, I don't know how, unless he Now, Gabe, out, Gabe, Gabe ain't going nowhere. He ain't playing ball overseas. I mean, they don't care about defense overseas. They want to score points. Yeah. So, he would be, it would be stupid for him not to come back. Taz's tweet was kind of ambiguous. To where you're, you know, yeah, he might come back, he might not. I don't know. I mean, he, depending on if he's, I don't know if he's, I think he's still only 21. So, I mean, Culver's 24. Right. Or will be 24. Right. So, I could I could understand him him moving forward. But I don't think this is the end of it because it, it, it sounds like there might be one or two other guys. I don't know if it's going to be Thweet. I don't know if it's going to be Johnson. I don't know who else is going to leave. Like I said, McCabe, I don't, I don't care about. I'm sure Dave has been absolutely torn up. All day that Matthews is not coming back <laughs> because I know that's his favorite player in the world. So I think Matthews leaving actually it gives us a better chance of getting Taz to come back. Just looking, at, you're looking at Taz now starting. Yeah, you know. So and and, and if everybody else comes back, which you know, probably not, but if everybody else does, uh, a starting lineup of of Deuce, uh, McNeil, McNeil, Taz, Bridges. Taz, Bridges, and Gabe is a pretty formidable starting lineup. Startle. And three's going to get playing time as a three if he stays. If he doesn't leave. If he doesn't leave, he's going to get playing time as a three. So, Matthews transferred this early, I think, might help keep those other guys. I hope it does. Yeah. But with this day, we just talked about the football. Who knows? Who knows you're going to transfer out? Who knows you're going to transfer in? Somebody somebody made this comment today, and I thought it was interesting, because there was – there was one or two guys who were like, oh, you guys are going to really miss me. You don't understand what Matthews brought. Or some guy said, uh, he said, boy, when he was on, he was great. And everybody's like, yeah, that was rare. Like yeah, the Texas, Texas Tech, Tech game yeah. two years ago. Yeah. And after that, he was done. And somebody said, he's Lamont West with no three ball. That's probably about right. That's pretty good. Pretty good comparison. I mean, he, he finished at the rim probably mm-hmm. okay on fast breaks and such. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's – Probably pretty close. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Confident. Yeah. About on par defensively. Yeah. Yeah. Neither one of them can handle the ball. Nope. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty that's accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. 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 That's so pretty accurate. One of the guys I saw us looking at is that Carlos Curry, 6'11", 220 out of Mississippi. That Jermaine Brakefield from Duke that actually played with Cottrell at Huntington Prep. Yeah. He's in the portal. I, I'd say he'll be coveted by. Quite a few. A bunch of people. There's so. a guy, the guy today from Rutgers, who's a big man. He's got a lot of intangibles um, that they said is going to be a covenant. He's going to be a fifth year senior. And then uh, um, there's some guy, some big guy from Florida International. Apparently, it looks to me like we're a lot, been a lot of big guys. Uh, we need then, a rim protector. Yeah. And then West, who transferred from, uh, at first we weren't part of his list, but his last interview, he said, well, there's been a, some new teams that. Jared West. Yeah, have, have reached out, and we were one of them. I don't. I don't know. Well, I think that might be what uh, like a Steels thing because his brother is in high school and is pretty damn good. Is he? Uh huh. And we're already recruiting. Well, I mean, I don't know 
if yeah. he, I don't know if he, I mean, he's a good defender, and he, he scores 13 points, but he's like an inch taller than McCabe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and he, he's he, doing all that in Conference USA. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. He's in-state. I, I mean, obviously his dad was a great player, but, I mean, if we could – if we could do better, that's fine. If Hugs thinks we can take him and he helps us out, then I'm all for it. Hey, if if we can take him and he can play defense, which he's they, you know, he's a pretty good defender. If he can play defense and get Deuce off the ball, I'll take ten minutes of his time. I will, but you know again, I mean, he's he's doing it in Conference USA, so I don't right. I don't know, but I mean, like I said, if Hugs if Hugs trusts him, then I trust him too. So. So we'll see, we'll see. But I mean, it was a, needless to say, just an absolutely. Disappointing year. Um, disappointing yeah, I mean, overall, in, in, end of the year. I end say. of the year. I mean, it, it, you know, one, we should be thankful we had a year yep. because of all the COVID stuff. So let's be thankful we had a year. There, it was a fun team to watch. It was. I mean, we made more comebacks than I can ever remember us making. Well, and, and even the games we didn't, I mean, I think we can agree during the Press Virginia era, when we got down by 16, we weren't coming back. We weren't coming back. We did like, like, like four years ago. If that team gets down 14 to Syracuse, we're not winning that game. No, exactly right. Or, excuse me. Well, obviously, we didn't win the no. game. But we're not coming back to take the lead right. or even be in the conversation right. exactly. at the end of the game. So, that I mean, that yeah, that part was good. The I did want to mention it. Did you see what Pat Forty tweeted out? Yeah, yeah. I, I said, this is a – this is a. I said, this is a lazy – something poor take from a lazy writer. What? And I, I'm following it. I didn't even so. understand the, the – the, I mean, to say that – that, yeah. that Huggins and Beard and Underwood didn't like wearing masks, and they're all gone. But I don't think there's a causal relationship there. I mean, as a sports writer, what does that have to do with him? Nothing. It's just it, like I said, he's a lazy writer, and and he, he sometimes he says things that are like he's a big Louisville guy. You know, he's a little he lives in Louisville. So fuck him. Is he, like, <laughs> is he just Colin Cowherd trying to get clicks? Yeah. He's yeah. Exactly. He, he's that he's that pompous. Yeah. He's more like a he's a combination of Colin Colin and Dockage. Uh, Dockage, yeah. That'd be good to spell. Yeah, he's a poor writer too. Yeah. He's not even a very good writer. No. So so, so we got so the Big Ten and the Big Twelve, which were considered the two best leagues, all only got one team left. Yeah, we all tooted our horns a little bit too early into that first round. Was yeah. <laughs> was a Texas team lost? Once Texas lost, it was all downhill. It was it. 12, the man. rails come off the wagon, buddy. Good yeah. thing about it is, yeah, the wheels, we come, off, wheels come off the wagon. We were touted as you know the second best team, the second best conference in the country. So when Big Ten fell farther, they get more. They got more of the press for how bad Which was their team performed. Because they good. did perform pretty poorly. And hopefully Michigan will lose. Who's your uh, so adjusted? And I we we I would be remiss if we didn't mention Ramrod and Loyola. Team Ramrod and Loyola. Farvin. Officer Farvin. Just like that. <laughs> he sure does. I mean, he looks just like I mean, him. when we were watching that game, I was like, holy shit, that's the guy from Super Troopers. <laughs> Team Ramrod. <laughs> I mean, he'd be the last guy you would pick up at the gym if you had if you had a pickup game. And he was out there whooping the Illinois ass. He would, but he'd make, he, he'd make everybody else look bad. Exactly. He was stripping that uh, oh. the number one player in the country. Yeah, he was stripping him in a half court. It was great. I am actively rooting for them to win. I think I honestly think watching them play, they they, they should never win all. First of all, they should never been an eight. They should never been an eight. It was unfair to them, and it was unfair to Illinois mm-hmm. to to have them at eight. They were they were at least I would say a six. Probably a four. Probably. They were probably a four. They were number nine in the Ken Palm. Yeah. I mean, they they should have been they a get way any higher. They more team. ass on defense. Yes, exactly. They they they're gonna go to the phone for it. I, I hope they do. That's I, I I wouldn't be. Of course, 
who knows? I mean, where this bracket, where this year is going? And I, I think it's the, this this year has been crazy. You know, it's all these upsets and everything, but it's been such a weird year. And they had to be, you know, you didn't have much practice time. So there's there's teams that are older that have been together longer. It's showing. It really is showing in Twilbert right now. No. It is. No. It is. But there's always next year. That's our unofficial battle cry. Yeah, unfortunately. So I got Gonzaga, my adjusted Final Four, Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, Loyola. What do you think? Well, I have I, I picked Gonzaga, Baylor, and Alabama. Did you? So I still have three of my uh, left, and I, I'm going with Loyola. That's my fourth. All right, that's my four. Yeah. And I'm actually in first place in the $100 league with the college boys. Oh, nice. So I need, Gonzaga, I need Michigan to lose. I think Gonzaga to beat Baylor for the title. I might do it. Good deal, man. We'll see. Yeah. It doesn't happen but to me often. I, I actually have, like I said, three more final, and I got half my elite eight teams in, but I'm like 24th in our bracket. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the, hey, this year, who knows? Yeah. I, I did uh, see Chip's thing where your boys were, were hounding uh, uh, anybody for not picking up the yeah. elite eight. It's the best. If, if you pick for, with your heart and not your head, you're doing it wrong. First well, of all, you're jinxing us. But here's the so thing. quit it. Here, here's what you got. <laughs> I love Daniel Stepinski. He's been a he's a he's a treasure. He's a he's a he's a military guy. Thank him for his service. Great buddy. That is the trollingest motherfucker. I've ever <laughs> in my life. He but you know what? And usually I don't let him get to me. But he started doing that shit on Monday, and that fucking Syracuse loss was still raw. With oh me. man, and. and I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna apply. No, I'll let you finish. I'll tell you. No, but I mean, he starts. He's like, "Oh, see, I'm the only one who picked the Mountaineers. You juice and chips. You're not true Mountaineers." I was like, "Motherfucker, God damn it! I know you don't mean that." Right. Yeah, but I'm still pissed. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> so I'll be texting the next day. He's like, "I woke up at two in the morning, pissed. I couldn't go back to sleep. I, 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 I my dog woke up and had to go to the bathroom at one twenty. I never even looked at the clock. It was one twenty. And I could not go back to sleep because I was still thinking about the game. It is the, it, it's the worst that that lays on your mind. Not something that we have no control over. We can't do anything about. No. But it just weighs on your mind. I got up. I got up. I walked into Elliott's at, right before the second half started. Nobody knew I was coming back. I got a standing ovation, which was nice. <laughs> and as soon as there was about a minute left, and we were down by, I think, four. And I walked up to Steve. I was like, Steve, tap me out. Yeah. I said, because as soon as that clock hits fucking zero, I'm out. And as soon as that clock hit zero, I got up and said, I'm done. And I mm-hmm. walked. I didn't tell anybody bye. I felt bad for Tom. Thomas called me like an hour. I didn't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, not an hour later, Booth, Booth. I love my boy. He's already blaming Huggins for everything yeah. except Kennedy's assassination. Speaking of that, because there, there has been a lot of chatter about blaming Huggins. And I want people to take a step back. First of all, Huggins is not infallible. He, he has his own he, faults. He does. His biggest fault is he's loyal. To his assistants. To his assistants and to some players to a fault. Correct. And Chase Hale, Harlow last year, Evan Matthews this year, I get it. Those, but, you know, that's your worst fault is you're almost too loyal to people. That's not a bad fault to have. Nope. But we are short-sighted about the fact that our basketball team is a successful basketball program now. They are not remember the Gail Cali years, apparently, that we are forgetting how bad we were in the Cali years. Bad. I got stats. Go for it. Cali coached from 1978 to 2002. 24 years of coaching. We went through eight NCAA tournaments. So that means we went through 
One every third year. How far do we get in those tournaments? One Sweet 16 exactly. and eight NCAA tournament appearance, and only and half the times we won one game. Right. So <laughs> that in his time, our best conference finish, our best conference finish was first in three years. In three years, and uh, that was in Atlantic Ten. It was Atlantic Ten, and we won four conference tournaments. His time in the Big East, where I think it was the last eight years, our best finish was third in the Big East. So people forget how terrible crappy he was. So he went to the Tennessee double up 33% time. John Beeline, our savior, turned the program around. I can't thank him enough. Great transition. 2002-2007, he went to two NCAA tournaments. Mm-hmm. It was his 40% time. Now, he did make the Sweet 16 both times and went to an Elite Eight. Right. So, I mean, his, his, his tournament record was great. But he only got there for three, two out of the five years. His best conference finish was third, which was once, and he didn't win any conference tournaments. Nope. But Bob Huggins, 2000 to present, he's been in the tournament 10 times, and it should have been 11 if it wasn't for last year. So he got, he got, we've gone to the tournament 79% of the time he's been here. So every four out of five years, we go to the tournament. And what, five Sweet 16s? We've gone to five Sweet 16s, one Elite 8, one Elite 4, one Final Four. His best conference finish was second. He's done it four times, and our, our conference, we've won one conference tournament over him. Shut up about Bob Huggins should be tired. Yep. I, I can't remember what who brought it up on the thread that said something, which, again, you got to take emotion into it because I it was still raw. But I, I can't remember who it was. said something about the last four years, if it had been anybody but Huggins, they'd been looking for a new job. And I'm sitting, and I, I thought about that. I didn't respond to it. but So in 18, we went to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. 19 was a, was a bad year, yeah. obviously. Last year was COVID. Yeah, and we were we were rolling. We were rolling. This year we had our McDonald's All American leave and our best skilled five blow up his ACL. We completely changed our whole game plan in the middle of the season. Finished tenth in the nation. Finished tenth in the nation and got to the second. Nobody was getting fired after that. Who the fuck's gonna get fired after that? I don't care if it was Huggins or whoever. I mean, but I mean, it's it. And I got I love Booth. I didn't respond. John Stanley, he took the mantle. He carried, he bore the colors for me that day. Because it, it just immediately goes, and again, I, I'm Huggins, one of Huggins' biggest. I, I don't think a lot of these people, and again, I'll criticize him. I, yep. I talked about it. I didn't like our game plan against yep. Syracuse. Okay. But some of these people don't realize how bad we're going to miss that bitch when he's gone. Exactly. And be Get, careful what you fucking wish for. Be careful what, because we went, we went almost from Gail Cowan to Dan Dockage, and we'd have been, right now, we'd have been terrible. We'd be a terrible basketball program look at, if we'd have kept that. Look maneuver. at look at Pitt. Yeah, exactly. From two thousand one to two thousand till they chased Jamie what? Dixon out of town, they dominated. Well, that's what everybody's talking about. How bad we feel this year? Look at Illinois. They have been in the Final Four since early two thousand, but when Bruce Weber was 05. there, and and they, this was their best chance. They then forever got beat by. They got a crappy matchup in the second round against a good team that beat them. Yeah. I mean, I mean. They gotta feel worse than we do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we we need to back up for a second. It yeah. sucked. It's miserable. Nobody took it harder than us. I guarantee uh, that. I, I mean, so, but I, we, people need to watch out. Call for Huggins' head. And I'm telling. And Jason because, still said it best. He said, "Look, and and, and still gives Huggins hell. Mm-hmm. He ain't like Booth. Booth's got his blinders on. And I've said it a yeah. hundred times. Huggins didn't wave at him at Little General ten years ago, and and he hadn't forgot about it. <laughs> okay, but he can't see the forest for the fucking trees. Right. And and like Steele said, I mean that practice facility is there because of Bob Huggins. Exactly. And and the the connections he has, the channels he works, 
and, and the the amount of ties he has, and and the, the just the passion for the state and the program. People don't realize, and, and still he said, he said, you know what? He said, it's going to be real interesting when he leaves. Yeah. How many of these tickets they think they're going to sell? Exactly. And, and you, and we criticize him. You can say, you know, he, he gets stuck in his ways. He does. He lets his, he does his assistants do but too much work of the substituting, you know, and calling those plays. <laughs> he's too loyal to some players if you don't think he's too loyal at. But you forget all the stuff he does. Like you said, the fundraising. That yeah. he's, He's, it, we wouldn't get some of the money we have if it wasn't for Huggins. Well, and, and, and he people, does it all year long. And people don't realize, and, and I, we revere the program, we revere mm-hmm. the school. We're not a blue blood, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we've got this sense of, it's it's like in football, those three years we won 11 games, and everybody's like, well, goddamn, we're not winning 10 games every year. Well, we've only done it like 11 times in 126 years, 120 yeah. years. Exactly. And the statue <laughs> just pulled out. I mean, we're not... We're not in the Elite Eight every fucking every year. year in basketball. That's exactly right. I mean, it's like we've got this feeling of entitlement to it. Yeah, I think we should have been there this year. I was disappointed. But, I mean, when you step back and look, traditionally, that's not who we are. No, that's not I who mean, we, we are. The, the numbers back that up. <laughs> and people forget that. They, we forget how terrible we were in Canada. We would play fucking nobodies all year. Then we get in the tournament. That our, our, again, our league play, the top people in our league would kick our ass. We ended up with twenty some wins and not go to the tournament. Right. I mean, uh, we want to go back to that. I don't. I mean, not me. <laughs> I like the build. Huggins wants to play people. He wants to play the top notch people. He wants to beat the top playing people. Gonzaga this year out of conference is probably one of the main reasons we got a three seed. Yeah, exactly. They did that in the week. He said we'll play anybody. Yeah. And that's and that's you, people again. You can criticize him. I get it. He deserves it at he times. Does. He does. But you got to be careful calling for his head because. If, if that's the case. You don't miss the water till the well runs dry. That's exactly right. All right, let's take a break. Yeah, it's been a long one. Welcome back to one morning. I'm going home and going to bed. We have one more segment like that. I'll be in bed. Yes, you will be. How <laughs> long longer than we've done in a while. That was almost a whole show. Long-winded. <laughs> long-winded. Yeah, a little bit on a high horse there. All right. I'll go first. Sports? Yep. All right, I'm going to try and condense this as best I can. So this year, preseason hype. We felt good. Mm-hmm. Then Oscar leaves. Cottrell got hurt. We adjusted. Ended up a three seed. Won our first game. Choked against Syracuse. To get to the Final Four, we'd have had to beat number 11, Syracuse. Number two, Houston, who I think is untested. I think yeah. we'd agree with that. And either eight-seeded Loyola or 12-seeded Oregon State since Illinois and Oklahoma State got bounced. 2016, uh-huh. we were three seed. Uh-huh. We got bounced by Stephen F. Austin. If we'd have won that game, we'd have had to beat six seed Notre Dame, seven seed Wisconsin, and number one seed North Carolina to get to the Final Four. So those two seasons, as mm-hmm. I, and I remember how I felt when we got mm-hmm. beat by Stephen F. Austin. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was pit. Which which ending was more disappointing based on expectations and the path we had to make it? Because that 16 team was good. See, people forget that 16 team was really good. I do think we were a little bit old. We were way too dependent on Jay Sean Page to score. But that team was really good. Um, and that, you know, the walk-up kid, I, that, that's a 14 seed. That should never have been a 14 seed. They are like Loyola. They should have been like a 12. They should have never been a 14. We 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 stepped on our, our dick, get ready for that game, and it showed. And that walk-up kid... Couldn't miss. He just couldn't do anything wrong in that game, and we and we paid the price for it. 
Did I think that was a Final Four team, though? No. Because, like, North Carolina was pretty good that year. They were. Um, they, went th- to, they went to the final. They lost to Villanova in the title game. Yeah. So, I don't think we I, – I, I, this year, the path is there, man. Yeah. And, I, I, and, that, and for me, that, that's me, too. I mean, and and, and, and it, was, it was a combination of, I think, the way this team played, or at least showed flashes of how they played. I think for me – I mean, and again, losing in the first round as a three seed mm-hmm. – was a kick in the nuts. Oh, awesome. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, then having to play Notre Dame, which I think we'd have won. Then Wisconsin, which I think we I don't think we'd have beat North Carolina. No, I don't either. But it, it's this year, and, and the way the bracket set up, and I mean, I, I think Loyola would have been a. I think we'd have beat Houston. I think I Loyola would have probably been a tough Loyola, matchup. Loyola would have been a tough matchup. They guard you. Exactly. And and they they don't they make you make mistakes. Yeah. They don't make and mistakes. And that that guy in the middle, Team Ramrod, man, I'm telling you. He was wearing out that big guy, Phil Lloyd. He's fundamentally sound. He's <laughs> wearing him out. I mean, he would eat cover alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he Cobra looks like out. a suspect on Law and Order SVU. <laughs> but that son bitch can play ball, man. He does. He's a mustache. Yeah, he's in a lineup somewhere. But but that's a game, too. A couple guys get hot, you know, you're in the Final Four. Right. And that's that, that's what we said earlier this year, though. This team could lose anybody, could beat anybody, and we, and we proved, did. We proved that fact. We, we we just had we just had you know thirteen minutes at the beginning of the game that were just poor all. If we would just played averages first thirteen minutes, and that fucking Gerard kid didn't uh-huh. hit forty footers. Yeah. I mean, he hit that McNeil hit a three that kind of cut the lead down to like I think five or six, and he comes out and he shoots the defense. He even got to the defense yet. He shot like a forty footer to win it. Yeah. Man, come on. I, I mean, that's just honestly. They'll get blown. Houston will blow them out. Yeah, I hope so. Blow them out. I man. hope so. All right, what do you got? All right, so, uh, you know, I, I probably won't watch much of the NCAA tournament from here on out. The Saturday lineup is Terrible. just it's bad. dreadfully awful. It's bad. I mean, it's just, uh, the Baylor Villanova game, maybe, in the middle, but you know, Villanova's not their best player. Uh, that game might be interesting. The rest of the games. I don't care. I watch the older just to watch the stash, but that that's 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 about it. Um, I refuse to watch any more Syracuse games. Um, that's the late game, thankfully. Yeah. And then, uh, so what's? But the NCAA tournament's fun. We had a blast, you know, this weekend watching games. It was it was fun to be back watching games, and it was a good time, uh, you know, doing your bracket. But what's more fun, or what's better, the NCAA tournament as it's set up, or the college football regular season? Where every weekend there's usually a big game. Oh, there's more excitement and buzz around the NCAA tournament. I, I think. I think so too. I, I think, I, but you know, every week you you're thinking that this one weekend, the first weekend is usually the best of the NCAA tournament. After that, if you have too many upsets, you got terrible games. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have enough upsets, it's boring. Right. So, the, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the best. But college football, it's it's a Saturday for. Like, this is the one Saturday that I take out of time to watch. Like I'll, everything is way to watch well, you, sports. You, you clean your weekend. Out. But then every, but every Saturday in the fall, there's a good game one that you want to sit down and watch for four hours. As a whole, I'm more of a college football fan. I guess. Yeah. Is that maybe that's man, the way I need to answer the question? As far as a, if you're going to take a snapshot of one, <laughs> no, I mean NCAA. I mean, because I mean, quite honestly, you're watching games with teams that. You probably don't even know what their fucking mascot. No, don't have anybody's name. And you're rooting for them. Yeah, and you may have put ten dollars on the other team or twenty dollars on the other team on Fanduel, and you find yourself rooting for the other team, (laughs) which may or may not have happened. One or two people that are 
listen and are broadcasting right now. And by one or two, I mean me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, if I had to give up the entire fall of football or the NCAA tournament, what would I give up? And honestly, I would think I'd give up the entire fall of football if, if I could still watch the view games mm-hmm. and not watch like other games. I would, because the NCAA tournament, that first weekend is just... It's exciting, man. It's just fun. It Everybody is. got their brackets. You know, and you I think, think to tell you the truth, I think we, well, I say that about this, and like many other things in our lives that have nothing to do with sports, we appreciated it more, Yeah. probably, when yeah. we lost it. Yeah. And how much fun it was to, you know, even just fill out a fucking bracket. Yeah, exactly. You know, not to mention drink. take off early and go dr- mm. day drink, mm-hmm. you know, and watch games. Without judgment. Like, right, <laughs> yeah, right. It's, like, it's the NCAA tournament. Yeah. You know we're all being from you, New York. absolution. <laughs> I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son. And all no, I'm with you. I, I think all that's right. it. All right. Non-sports. Non-sports. Uh, so... Speaking of brackets and doing things, so you, you watch all these experts and they, and they tell you who's going to win and why they're going to win. They tell you before the game, they make predictions, and, and then and then invariably they are wrong. And then they come back and they tell you who's going to win the next game and who's going to win and why they're going to win and what happened. So who's worse at their jobs, meteorologists or college basketball analysts? Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> We talked about me. Well, but you know what? I saw because I saw something. I guess there's some sort of database they keep track of all these people that do brackets or uh-huh. do bracketology before. Yeah. And Lenardi was 55. <laughs> but he's got a platform. Right. He's got Jerry Palm was a hundred. Oh, good lord! And those are the two main guys that people look to. Yeah. I mean, and I've never really. I mean, already at work, he he used to, he didn't do it this year, but. He usually goes through and he looks at data and shit. And he'll do like what he where he thinks everybody's going to be. And I guess if you really put the time in and look at the offensive and defensive efficiencies and you know records and one thing or another, you could probably be pretty close within four or five teams uh, as far as guessing the field. Right. I'm not even talking about that. Though. I'm talking about not only that, but picking the winners. Picking the look, winners. Look at the experts who all picked the final four. They all. All of them ESPN had us in the lead eight. Yeah. Illinois going to the final four. Most of them had Illinois winning or in the championship game. None of those guys are right. But they're going to tell us this weekend who's going to win, what games, and why. True. Why are we listening to them now when we, we, we they were wrong last week? That's true. I well, mean, they're worse as meteorologists. On the other side, my argument would be the meteorologists. I mean, the the basketball predictors don't can't take into effect to account injuries, emotion. You know, getting up for a game, you know, people getting sick, whatever. Meteor, they got equipment and shit that says, you know what? It's going to fucking rain. Here it comes. It's going to be here between 12 and 4. I may, I'm, I went on such a tangent about, I'm probably still going to, it's going to be a, I'm going to probably take meteor, meteorologists are going to be given one and a half on this one. <laughs> That's what that's where I'm gonna set the set the line at one uh, and a half. I was thinking about the, you know, this weekend with all these upsets, and then then you have all these analysts picking this weekend's games, and I was thinking, who picked Oral Roberts being a sweet? Season? Yeah, I mean exactly nobody, nobody. But they're, but they're gonna say why they should have and all this good stuff. I'm like, no, they shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. This no, is why. Here's why they'll give this person a game, or and this is why you know Loyola's gonna to go to the Final Four. No, the who, in the hell, who in the hell? Why are we listening to him? Who picked four 
four Pac-12 teams go to the Sweet 16. Bill Walton. When they were the most. <laughs> that's, that's because he ate a bag of mushrooms and smoked a pound of dope before he fucking get out of here. He had five uh, uh, teams in the Final Four for the big for the Pac-12. Five? Yeah, because he actually picked one uh, uh, team that was in the same region as another team, so he had to go back. Imagine that. I wonder how many hits of acid he had under his, under his tongue when he made those picks. Jesus. God damn, what a cartoon character. All right, your turn. All right, so I told you last week what my non-sports question was yep. going to be, and here it is. So we went to BW3s. Great time. Had a blast. Uh, Friday was great. Saturday we got back in there. Now, Thomas and I got there at uh, probably 3.30. I will say when I got there, we got there Friday – Opening round, golf was on. Yeah. You uh, no NBA TV. NBA TV was on like six channels. NBA TV was on. Okay, so they got those two huge screens. They're split, and then they got I don't know forty TVs Mm -hmm. at least. Okay, so, (laughs) and I think it was the next day. It was it was Saturday. Thomas and I got there at three thirty. So the first round on Saturday started at twelve fifteen. Yeah. We walked in. Went to the bar, and on one of the big screen TVs... When there's two games on When there's two games on... There's four games on. Was fucking boxing. (laughs) They had boxing on the TV right there. And the lady came over to me, the lady, and and I say lady, I knew she was young. Okay? Let me me preface this by saying I know she was young. So I had a couple bets in on the game. So I said, could you please turn this TV on to the basketball game? Yeah, what channel is it? This and that. Okay. And then that girl, she came back and said, she said, you know, if your team wins, you got to do a shot. And I said, really? She said, yeah. I said, all right. I said, I'll do a shot. If you do a shot with us. She says, well, two problems with that. Number one, I'm on the clock. Number two, I'm 18. <laughs> and I said, well, that's strike one and two. <laughs> we don't let you live that down either. No, you We're didn't. asking if you're going to take her to prom later. No, no I said I was going <laughs> to. I'm gonna take her to the skating so, rink. That's the skating rink. Take her to the skating what's rink. The, what's the Sally? What's that dance that the uh, with the with the female chooses the guy? You go to the dance. Oh, fit. Ladies' choice. Yeah, I mean, it's got a name, but I can't. Okay, remember what it is. I don't know. Yeah. But regardless, I've been out of high school for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> she has not. No, yeah. matter of fact, I'm not. I'm hundred percent for sure. <laughs> she actually has her fucking diploma. Okay. <laughs> But I digress. To go back to what you were saying, it's Friday when we were there at three thirty, or around four o'clock. It was around four o'clock because at that point in time there was only me and you left uh, out of the group that was there, and they switched one of the big screens to golf. They did to golf. Well, and which, the next day which was bad, which was bad. But the worst first, part yeah. was on Saturday when they had the Ohio Virginia game on, and some dude goes over with Six. four. Four minutes left Four in minutes the game. Left. Four minutes left. And it's a tight game. It's 42-42. And he changes the Ohio-Virginia game to fucking hockey. And it wasn't just hockey. It was two Canadian hockey teams. <laughs> and not only on the one TV that we could see that had the Virginia, every game, every one. It all switched. That had that game yes. on switched. Yes. Oh, man, because you saw people else's reaction, too. I'm saying and, I can't believe so, this. We were sitting there watching the scores from the other game. From the, we watched another game, and we see the scores. And Ohio, all of a sudden, Ohio's it's up. It's forty three, forty two. Then it's forty five, forty two. Then Ohio's up forty seven, forty two. And we didn't even see any of it. None of it. We're, Zero. We're, we're fucking hanging hockey on the TV. 
I, I mean, I was abs- I was at a loss for words. And then at one point they had, and then they switched it over, and then over the loudspeaker they got the one big TV. They got the volume on that one was was uh, fifty nine news at six. We got fucking basketball going on, and I'm hearing about a, a, a road collapsing in goddamn Annawalt, West Virginia, which is tragic. But I don't give a fuck right now because I want to know who's winning the goddamn Ohio game. So, Josh, it's a sports bar. Is that the most unacceptable environment that you've ever been in for a sporting event? Yes, because and here's why we talked, we discussed this before the uh, before actually multiple times over the weekend. If you one of the prerequisites to being a manager at a bar that is promotes itself has commercials on TV saying this is the place to come watch the game, you should know. What the schedule is, you what should, stations be, you should be self-aware. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times that first day I came to the mansion, like, hey, can you turn it to the Virginia, or, you know, the whatever game it was on that afternoon? He'd be like, well, what station is it on? I don't know, one of the four that the games are playing <laughs> on. Mean, what station it's is on it on? TNT. You're managing a fucking sports bar. Yeah. It's on four channels. I mean, they should have that shit already prepped and ready. Yeah. You know, like, alarm call, like, all right, this game's starting. You're going to put yeah. these TVs on. How they not do that? And the fact they switched it, well, then one dude was like, well, we got to, uh, people request a game, we got to watch it, like golf, something like that. I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. If somebody wants to watch golf, put it on that one fucking TV in yeah. front of them. Don't put it, Don't put it on all the other TVs and the big ones. And one. I guarantee, goddamn, tell you, there wasn't anybody in that place that wanted to watch, Cal- wanted to watch the pregame of Calgary and Toronto in fucking song. hockey. Not a damn song. Oh, my God. I could, I've never been more embarrassed for BW, BW3s. Get yourself together, BW3s. <laughs> well, they, they, they apparently, the shit, the fan that we get, because when we left, when we left on Friday, apparently like, the manager passed out. He did. They had to shut down the kitchen for an hour. The waitress who was there that the night before, who talked to us the next day, she was Skylar. like, she was like, when you guys left, the whole the whole place went to hell. I think she was, I think she was older than the other girl, too, by the way. Not by much. Not by much. <laughs> I'll put the over under at two and a half. <laughs> two and a half on that one. But, I mean, what an absolute... Shit show. It was awful. I mean, like I said, if you have a restaurant that promotes yourself about being the place to go to watch sports, your manager should know what sports are on and what everybody is there to see. Yeah. They, they, they should not be playing golf and fucking hockey no. in Southern West Virginia no. when the NCAA tournament is on. And, and people sit there for six hours watching games. TV, it was like 7 o'clock they had UFC on. I was like, nobody... Nobody cares about that. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. We didn't have the tournament last year. Every it, fucking TV t- in here should be on basketball. Every TV. Especially the large ones up front. If you want to put those on the sides on the periphery games, fine. But all those large ones where you're mostly focused towards should have at least one of the NCAA tournament games on it. Which reminds me, I'm right in BW3's corporate office. Right. Uh, Thomas already... He tweeted him. He tweeted, tagged him in a Twitter post. Yeah. It was yeah. like, this is embarrassing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it was embarrassing. That was a travesty. It was a travesty. It was a it, sports travesty. It, it was a, it, absolutely, absolutely. Without a doubt. It, it, it was frustrating, to say the least. The, the king was that Virginia-Ohio game because it was good. And then we, we, we got to watch four minutes of the game before we finally found somebody to put the game yeah. back on the TV. I was like, hey, by the way, they're still announcing the players' names in the hockey game. <laughs> and oh, by the way, no one in here gives a fuck. Nobody gives a shit. Oh. Uh. Well, What's that out of boot? Uh, all right, I quit. All right, man. 
Who knows? We might we'll take a little break before we do it to the pods. Might have to. Might be. Might be after the spring game. We'll see. All right. Uh, unless something big happens and we lose half the team to the portal. Well, the or the, gain half the team. Wait, this portal. week's been going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We might do a show it's tomorrow. only Thursday. Well, exactly. All right. All right, man. Well, one more. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. One more. I'm going home. I'm going to bed.